know the functions of the fire department beyond just fighting fires? Have you ever wondered what determines when and where fire stations are built? Do you know whether firefighters can change traffic lights to get to their destination faster? The answer to these questions and more are coming right up. Hi, I'm your host, Mayor Robert Simpson, and this is My Meridian City 101 Fire Edition, your guide to local government. So let's dive right in and get started. Today, I'm here with Meridian Fire Chief Chris Bloom. Chief Bloom, uh, you've been with the fire department now here at the city of Meridian for over a year, but you have a long career before that. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what brought you to Meridian? Oh, thank you for the question, Mayor, and what a privilege to be here and participating in this My Meridian podcast. Uh, yeah, so um, I was born in Boise, Idaho, um, and have spent a lot of my youth back and forth in the state of Idaho, but ended up going to the University of Arizona, uh, where I graduated and was fortunate enough to uh, get a job with the Tucson Fire Department, where I was there for 21 years. Um, developed myself out pretty professionally, but always had my eye on coming back home to the Treasure Valley. And so when I saw the opportunity to bring my family back to the Treasure Valley, and specifically uh, the, <laughs> the gem of the Treasure Valley, Meridian, I uh, took every opportunity to jump right on that and was very fortunate to be selected to serve this community and the Meridian Fire Department organization. And speaking of that organization, talk to us a little about, about the Meridian Fire Department, how long we had it, and what have been some of the uh, iterations over the years to where we are today. Okay, uh, man, so uh, none of us were here when, when the Meridian Fire Department started. It was uh, back in 1905. Um, and it was out of a determined need that the community needed to start having some fire protection services. But what's interesting is if we compress that 115 years into the pre previous 10 years, the exponential growth that this community has experienced and certainly that the fire department has experienced has been um, exponential. Um, in over the past 15 years, the department went from having a single fire station to having six fire stations a ladder truck going from a rural and part-time to a full-time paid professional uh, fire department that is a premier uh, fire service agency that is recognized in the, in the, uh, nationally um, for what it does in EMS, in, in fire, um, as, as well as uh, what the union has been able to do uh, to augment uh, their service for the community as well as their membership. So you mentioned a little bit of, of the history, and I'm applaud one of the things you mentioned is the rural fire district. You know, um, not every city has a fire department. We are a state that has fire departments. We also have fire districts, and we have a rural fire district that is a partner to the Meridian Fire Department. Why don't you talk about who the rural fire is and, and what their role is with our current organization. Yeah, that, that I'll tell you, that was, that's unique. Uh, outside looking in, I think, Mayor, you, you hit, hit something that's kind of, um, it, it's more than vernacular, more than just uh, terminology. So the city of Meridian is very fortunate to have a fire department uh, that is part of, it is one of the departments that make up all of the departments that comprise the city of Meridian's uh, local government. A district is separate from that. And and so what's unique about the city of Meridian is we have that fire department, but we also have a rural fire protection district um, that represents the unincorporated areas that fall within the city limits 
of the city of Meridian. And the Rural Fire Protection District is comprised of three commissioners, and those commissioners are elected by the constituents um, represented in the unincorporated areas of Meridian. And uh, as long as there are unincorporated areas in Meridian, and I, maybe you can answer that question better, Mayor. I don't think that there's uh, an end in sight for those unincorporated areas existing in, in the community. Uh, there is a wonderful relationship and uh, a partnership, really, with the Fire Protection District and the Fire Department to support the fire uh, suppression and EMS services in those unincorporated areas through the district provided by the Fire Department in Meridian. Yes, uh, the the fire the rural fire protection district will be there for several years. It doesn't match up perfectly with our our future area of city impact, but it's it's pretty close. And how long will it take for Meridian to grow into that area? It it could well be beyond our kids' lifetimes before it would determine it is no longer necessary uh, from that standpoint. But they are a great partner, and we, we couldn't do a lot of what we've done over the years without them. And what we're planning to do in future years, we'll probably need to continue to work with them. Absolutely. And I think you could almost parlay into the fire station that they are supporting to uh, bring on next year with staffing. So why don't we just go right there right now? You mentioned that we currently have six fire stations that serve the Meridian community, but we have two more under construction. Let's talk about those two stations and, and what that means and how those are moving forward and, and what they'll mean to the community once they're completed. Oh, man, that, what an exciting time to be in the Meridian uh, Fire Department in this in this community, um, to have the support um, from the elected officials, from the mayor's office, um, from our community to recognize the need and go beyond uh, approving fire stations. But just as you said, Mayor, they're under construction. And you're correct, we, we've got fire stations 7 and 8 under construction, and they're going to be serving the community uh, sometime probably in the fall of, of 2023. And those are born out of that absolute necessity that the community has determined um, based on how fast and, and how many opportunities that there have been for growth, um, to bring in businesses to, to the community, for new residents showing up to the community of Meridian. And so those services are essential, and, and they're, they're kind of strategically located and actually I shouldn't say kind of, they're absolutely strategically located in the northwest corner of Meridian and the southeast corner of Meridian, sort of at the 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 the, uh, the far reaches of our community. And again, backing up to the that, that relationship that we have with the rural, uh, the rural commissioners recognize that their constituents have an absolute um, vested interest in providing timely, relevant service to their community, to the, to the residents in those rural pockets in the southeast. And so, you know, they're on board with with the uh, expedited uh, onboarding of the staff and, and getting Station 7 in the southeast portion of Meridian available and serving the community as soon as possible. And so they've made financial contribution on behalf of their constituents and are very interested. Um, they're, that's one of the first things that they ask in their, in their rural um, commissioners meeting every month is, hey, what's the update at the fire stations? Because they're getting that question asked of them from their constituents, and and it's uh, can't be can't get there fast enough is as far as getting those stations online. So, and so maybe that's something we can help elaborate more for our listeners is the rural fire protection district. We are the rural fire protection district's response to 
the unincorporated areas within that district. Oh, and I'm over here nodding my head. You can't see it, but I'm absolutely nodding my head. That's absolutely correct. Uh, that is that that is that that uh, collaboration is that those constituents that live in the unincorporated area do not have a separate fire department. It is the Meridian Fire Department working through and with those rural, that rural commission to ensure that service. And and the rural commission helps pay some of the portion of our department's costs for that service. Yeah, abs- yes, absolutely. And and I, in fact, I think you could answer this better than I, but we couldn't do it without them. And so we're fortunate to have them as partners. Yeah, abs- absolutely. They, they are really allowing us to move up the second station quicker through this partnership, um, allowing us to have the savings from building two at once um, and onboarding, which I know is a huge issue, um, try, trying to onboard a lot of people to get both of those stations staffed up so we can provide the what I would say is the necessary expected services our residents who are living in Meridian and paying property taxes expect and deserve. So let's go into that a little bit and we talk about those services. Now everyone just assumes when the fire department's going, they're rolling to a fire. That is something you do. Oh, yeah. But what's the majority of the work that the fire department is doing when when people see them uh, running code to go places? Excellent question. Uh, And so the answer to that question is everything. Um, if it's not a, a, a aspect of law enforcement or enforcing laws, it falls in the purview and, and proudly falls into the purview of the fire department. Um, we are a paid professional fire department that recognizes um, its responsibility to the community as being all hazard. Um, if you have uh, a hazardous material spill, you have a motor vehicle accident, um, you have a water emergency, uh, a rescue out of the water, um, somebody stuck on top of a building that requires technical rescue. And uh, so I've kind of talked about some of the, the, the smaller uh, volume of calls. So the larger volume of calls actually is EMS. And, and, and what we are, uh, again, with an all-hazards department is we provide EMS services to the community of Meridian with our partnership with the Ada County Paramedics. Um, on we, we make it a goal that every piece of equipment that rolls out of a, a fire station in the city of Meridian has at least one certif- nationally reg- registered state-certified paramedic. And so their aptitude and their uh, ability to provide emergent out-of-hospital care is incredible, what they're able to provide to the community when they show up on scene to a medical emergency outside of a hospital is second to none. And, and so that's a really value-added piece of, uh, to your point, we're not just a fire department. We are your emergency services for the community of Meridian. And when you are providing emergency services, time matters. Bingo. Time is tissue. And, and so from that's the, when that's the case... What are the tools that are out there that help the fire department get there faster? Do you have the ability to change the traffic lights? <laughs> yes, we do. Um, and, and so that's a, that's a that's a technology that that the city of Meridian and Ada County has. It's called Opticom, and you you may notice there are these little uh, beacons on top of stop um, the the electronic stoplight signals 
that um, give priority to emergency traffic. And so that's lights and sirens. So when you see the lights and sirens and they're approaching an intersection, you may see the intersection light change to give way to the fire apparatus trying to get through the intersection safely. And it is an important part of, of what all of law enforcement, uh, EMS, you know, all of our partners utilize that to, to move through traffic as quickly mm -hmm. as possible because we, we want to get there quickly as we can. But what do you drive to get there? Oh, man. And we've we, got some pretty cool new oh, stuff. Whew, you, you're, you know something? I Proudly, proudly, proudly. Mayor, you guys, everybody, we should be very proud of the fire services fleet that we have in the city of Meridian. They're the best-looking fire trucks in the country. I've been very fortunate to see a lot of um, fire stations and fire apparatus from across the country. And the quality of the fleet, um, you know, our, our division chief of logistics, uh, Justin Winkler's done a tremendous job maintaining that fleet and, and ensuring that they are safe to travel on the road and that they are up to date and in compliance with all the safety aspects necessary for a safe emergent uh, response throughout the community. Um, yeah, they're, they're absolutely, they're just beautiful trucks. If you see them in, in, as you're driving through the town, uh, through, through Meridian, please wave. Um, our people are very proud of them. You'll see, you won't see water spots or dirt or bugs. Uh, they, the, the crews are extremely proud of, of the apparatus, whether it's the ladder truck or the um, fire engines that you see at the stations. And we have a couple other types of things in our stations as well. What are those? Yeah, so at one of the stations we have a water tender. Um, and so the water tender is a really unique piece of equipment. Uh, and again, it's kind of circle back to talking about the, the rural pockets that we have yeah, within this community. Um, they may have a, uh, they may be a, what we could call a water compromised zone, meaning that the uh, regulation that the city has when you're inside city limits to have hydrants at a specific spacing interval may not be present. And so that water tender allows us to bring a large volume of water in lieu of a fire hydrant to a uh, a house fire. Um, we also have brush trucks, and the brush trucks is kind of a the nomenclature used for a smaller, um, well, what we have are Ford F-350s that have a, uh, uh, equipment so that um, whether it's in the city of Meridian or in some of the surrounding areas that we have automatic aid with, whether it's in Eagle or CUNA or even into Boise, um, to handle those brush fire incidents that we're, we're all too familiar with uh, in the summer months. Excellent. One of the new things that we're seeing is our second ladder truck, you know, and what are the value to the residents and our businesses with getting that second water truck and these two new fire stations opened? Excellent question. Uh, so yeah, and at the we're adding a second, uh, you know, an, it, a second ladder truck to the city of Meridian's fleet is a tremendous value and asset. And it, it's interesting because if you look at the horizon of the city of Meridian, it is no longer just single family rooftops we have a vertical horizon that's uh, sh showing up. And I'll tell you, if you're, if you're living in a two or three story uh, apartment or some of the condominiums or residential homes that have second and third floors, the, 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 the most powerful piece of equipment that you'll be happy to see is that ladder truck because that is the only piece of equipment that's going to be able to perform a rescue for you and your family on second and third or fourth, fifth, seventh. That's what we're up to now here in Meridian. 
uh, floors. And so that piece of equipment is essential for uh, being able to rescue people off of those above the ground level uh, floor. But additionally, it's also able to do water rescues. And with the canal systems that we have with people uh, in in the canals, that that does happen. Our ability to extend into the Boise River, for example, in the portion that we we have uh, in in our area, or into some of the lakes in Settlers Park or whatever, where we actually have uh, this ladder truck is able to instead of sending our people out into the water or out onto ice, we're able to extend that ladder out to people and rescue them from the tip of the ladder. It's a it's a great resource to the community that people probably don't even understand really really is value yeah. and um, but and you mentioned the team takes great care of these important tools oh man and yes. and, and they are great to see out there you mentioned this a little bit we work with the other communities around us we are not we are in the middle yes but we are not on an island <laughs> no we're not no, no one's not. on an island in the, in the treasure valley how do we work together with the other um, fire departments uh, rural protection districts Excellent. Yeah. So, you know, that's an excellent way to put it. We're not on an island. And and fortunately, the, the leadership uh, that predates both yourself and, 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 and me recognized that uh, Ada County and the Treasure Valley is is better served when we're, we're all kind of working together. Certainly the case is, is that, you know, I, I don't know how you feel, uh, Mr. Mayor, but um, certainly if I were to have an emergency at my house, I really don't care what the back of the uniform is or, or what the name on the fire truck is. I just need my, my emergency mitigated and handled, and I'm hoping for a positive outcome. And so that was what was recognized in Ada County. And so through a joint powers agreement and an access partnership with Eagle and Boise and CUNA and uh, even our neighbors far, far to the west in Nampa, <laughs> we have automatic aid. And so what automatic aid is, is the closest available unit will go to the emergency. Regardless of jurisdiction, they will go to that emergency and they will handle the emergency to the best of their ability, regardless of the border or uh, the color of the fire truck um, or the name on the side of it. That is a great benefit to the city of Meridian and also um, we, we were able to return that favor to all those communities that I mentioned, Boise, Eagle, CUNA, and Nampa. Um, we're counted on, and we count on them. Yes, we do. So how, how many firefighters do we have to perform the functions we have, and, and what are some of the different roles? Because not everyone has the same function. They're not just all the same. That's Yeah, that's a great question. So, uh, you know, this, this number is a little bit uh, – we have some vacancies and we're filling some roles right now. But right right now we're about 80, 81 people. But that number is going to change dramatically, I think, that uh, with the city budget that was approved this year and recognizing the growth um, and the two fire stations, um, we're going to add 30 to that bucket over the next uh, 18 months. And to your point, Mr. Mayor, the, the question you had, what are the functions? So everybody at the, at the entry level from, and I can say this, from the, the, the newest firefighter to your current fire chief, myself, have all started out as a firefighter. And that is where um, you are very oriented with task. Um, it's very task specific, um, not a lot of uh, thinking outside of the box, and that's a good thing. And then from being a firefighter, uh, you're also an EMT. And so that's the pr uh, primary um, function of being able to provide emergency uh, medical services at a basic level, the basic EMT. 
And then beyond that, we have intermediate EMTs uh, or IEMTs and then paramedics. And the paramedics, again, they perform some amazing um, things in the field. I mean, I could go down, you know, transcutaneously pacing people, identifying and, and di- not diagnosing, but but ruling out pathologies and um, medical emergencies and, and determining whether it's a medical or a trauma call. I mean, just you'd be impressed with what, what are, are the aptitudes of those paramedics are. And then you have an engineer, and, and that's not in the sense that they sit at a drafting table drawing and designing things, but it's an apparatus engineer. Um, and that's an, a term that comes from the history of the fire service where an engineer is the person that's assigned to safely transport the crew to and from an emergency scene and also take care of the community that's that's out there and 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 safely trans, uh, drive in code three, right, with the lights and sirens. And so that's what the engineer does. They pump the water. They uh, uh, articulate the, the ladder truck. Uh, that's what the engineer does. And then in the front right seat of every one of our apparatus, you'll see a captain. And they have a red helmet, and that is the frontline supervisor. That is the one that's in charge of the $6 million-plus fire station, $1 million ladder truck. Every day we have one person that's responsible for that, so it's the big little things. They're, they are responsible for that. They're the, they're the supervisor. They make uh, the leadership decisions. They make the command decisions, and we expect them to do that. And, and we have an excellent cadre of, of captains in the organization. Above that, we have the battalion chief. And the battalion chief that we have, we have three in the, the city of Meridian, and they run the district. They run all six of the fire stations, the day-to-day operations. Um, they do everything from discipline to making command decisions at, at fire incidents. They take command of the fire incidents. So, yeah, so that's, that's, the, that's the line folk. And then we have our administrative division, um, which, has, which handles those are multi-bugle chief, if, if you will. That's, we have the bugles that fell over. They're crossed on our lapels. And so they, uh, we, we have all the administrative functions. Most of us don't get in our, our firefighting uh, apparel, but rather we, you know, uh, utilize the opportunity to, uh, uh, we're keyboard commandos, so to speak. We do a lot of our work from, from the offices. And that's just part of your of what the Meridian Fire Department is. Let's talk about those that aren't in the blue yes. uniforms with the bugles. Yes. So we have a robust and dedicated administrative division um, that that basically work. I will say behind the scenes, and they're the ones that kind of make the clock tick. They're the, they're the ones that ensure that uh, we have people in uniforms and and uh, that people get to training and that they 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 manage um, those functions of the organization that go go often unnoticed and unseen, but I can tell you that they are critical to the function of the organization. Additionally, we have a community risk reduction division, public education division that um, is second to none in the country. In fact, people call and ask our uh, department how we do that. And those are uh, non-uniform civilian positions that really do uh, all of that work to prevent and mitigate an emergency before they happen, whether it's smoke alarms or getting in front of our youth and, and talking about, uh, hey, how do, how do we get out of our house if, if there is an emergency or a fire? Or how do I call and access 911? What is an appropriate use of 911? And so that community risk reduction public education division is, it's amazing what they do. It's absolutely amazing. Around the, around the clock, year round, they're always working on something to make Meridian more safe. 
And they have a little place that they like to go over on Locust Grove. Tell us about that. That's right. The Public Safety Center. Absolutely. It's the office for our public education division and community risk reduction manager. And that's where, that's sort of the hub. That's where it all takes place. That's where um, all of these plans and, and um, you know, creating a vision for uh, what are we going to do this year? What are our, what are our, some of the risks to the community that we've identified and how are we as a team going to go out and address them within the community? That's a great training place for the community. We have a great training place for our firefighters. In fact, I'd say we have two. Mm, one, one at Fire Station One mm-hmm. uh, that people probably can visually see when they when they drive by. And then we have another one that's up located next to the police department. Talk about those. Yeah, so that's that's really kind of cool. So if you're driving around and you're driving on Franklin, heading east or west, and you look on the north side of Franklin, you'll 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 see what looks like a small uh, high rise, a, a mini high rise. Well, that actually is a four story training tower, and that is utilized every shift, every day, almost 365 days of the year, um, for our firefighters to do live fire training to do um, training on extrication. We, we sometimes get vehicles brought over that they can practice cutting up, um, you know, practice uh, pulling hose into an apartment without doing any damage to anybody's private property. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful facility that meets the need, uh, currently meets the need of the Meridian Fire Department. Um, and it really is, really is neat. And it's, it's second to none. It, it's, it's well built, well placed, well constructed, meets the needs of the fire department. And then you discussed the uh, the other location that we have over on Water Tower, which is is uh, we, so we have the Public uh, Safety Training Center that's over there, um, and that's shared police and fire, public safety. We're over there with the, with law enforcement, and that's where we do a lot of our classroom and our and some of our hands on training. There's uh, everything from jujitsu classes that the that the police department uh, pr- provide over there to. Um, flying in, uh, world-renowned speakers for the benefit of the entire uh, community or uh, uh, Meridian leadership to go in and, and, and listen to and learn from. And then just adjacent to that, the brand new, um, only one of two that I know of in the country is a scenario training village. And it is fascinating. And if you ever get the chance to see that on Water Tower, water tower or want to schedule a tour of it, I, I completely uh, uh, support that and would, would love to have people come by and look at it. It looks like a mini village. It looks like a, a, a small uh, mock-up of everything that you would find in the Meridian community. You see a two-story house. There's an apartment that's below grade, meaning below ground, that, that has a basement. Um, there's a, a Jackson's Market that's mocked up. There's a, a, a drinking or a pool billiard establishment, a little bank. And what that does is it allows the fire and the police, public safety, to go in there and sort of control the environment, control the time of day, recreate emergencies, um, plan for future emergencies that haven't happened yet. And it, and it does so, like I say, in such a controlled environment that we can really sharpen our, you know, sharpen our skills uh, with, without much risk to uh, our first responders. Yeah, it's an amazing facility. You have two different buildings as well as you have a street area so you, can, you could recreate a crash scene if you want to exactly and and, and people can do what they need to mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. and know their to learn their roles exactly 
in, that in a controlled environment. I think that's the key because, you know, learning uh, on the job is necessary, but being able to sometimes control the environment is critical to learning. So that's a yeah, great, great observation. So you mentioned this early on. You talked about, uh, you mentioned the union. We have a union here, and that is something that's allowed under state laws for firefighters to have unions here in local government. Talk to us a little bit about the relationship with the unions and maybe some of the things that people may not know that they do for the community. Yeah, so yeah, uh, Meridian Fire Department's got Local 4627. Um, what what a great organization to get to work with and, and through for the benefit of the community as well as the firefighter. You know, and the, the unionization of firefighters is, is, is central to the idea that, that it is a dangerous profession. And so for them to be able to focus in and, and recognize those things that are important to firefighters is beneficial. And, and so a union is able to see those things uh, on a larger scale and bring that to the community of Meridian. And, and you know, the, the, the union members, like you say, they're, they're city of Meridian employees first and foremost, and their membership in, in the union is voluntary. And, and they see that there's a benefit twofold. One is to their fellow brothers and sisters in, in the fire department, but also to the community of Meridian that they have the privilege of serving. And, you know, some of the things that they do uh, as far as organizing and the benevolence of, like, uh, the burnout fund, um, and, and most recently, the, the salmon feed that they do annually, all is, is a reflection of the value that they place in their privilege of getting to serve the, the, the community of Meridian. And it's a way for them to give back and, and recognize that they wouldn't have a job and they wouldn't have the wonderful benefits that they have um, that, they've, that they've worked through their union for if it wasn't for the community that they have the privilege of serving. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned the burnout fund. Yeah. Tell our listeners just a little bit what, oh, yeah. what, about what that is. This, is. this is one of the coolest things, you know, coming up here to Meridian and, and, and learning about the burnout fund is that, you know, if, if the unfortunate happens and, and somebody experiences the loss associated with their home and the contents of their home being lost uh, due to a fire, uh, the Meridian, uh, the Benevolent Fund uh, shows up and, and they issue the family um, a little bit of a monetary stipend, you know, to cover some of those first and immediate costs. Uh, Red Cross is great. The Red Cross is, is able to help provide, you know, some shelter and clothes. But, you know, all of those incidentals that you can't think about, you know, hey, what do I, how do I get a toothbrush now? What, what are, where's my next meal going to come from? Or, and so that, that burnout fund um, provides that community member that experienced that lost just a little, little hand, a little lift up. Uh, to help them, uh, you know, transition through that fire event. And, and that comes through the work of the, the local That union. is correct, yes. If the community want to get involved and help support that, are they allowed to do that? Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, great question, uh, Mayor, on, on how the community can get involved. So every year there is a annual event called Light My Fire and and the event that just took place, uh, the, the, the salmon feed. Those two events that money that is that is uh, um, that is uh, generated through the generosity of this Treasure Valley community is shared with the uh, agencies in the Treasure Valley, so that the, the 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 burnout fund is funded, and so people can get involved in in those two avenues. And certainly, if they were to call um, the Meridian Fire Department um, Monday through Friday, eight to five, we can get them in touch with uh, a number of resources and avenues to get them involved in in being able to make a contribution or participate in, in, in raising funds for those. 
So you mentioned eight to five. That that's yes. really fire administrative yes. time there at City Hall. Um, talk a little bit about the the roles of some of the fire administration folks. You did talk a little bit about the administrative staff, mm-hmm. but talk about the administrative roles of the fire department there as well. Great question. Yes. Yeah, so outside of the line folk, as as we call them, the people that are on the line, the people that are responding in the fire trucks. Our administrative uh, division, um, we have a deputy chief of operations. We're going to get a deputy chief of administration that was approved in the FY23 budget. We have a deputy chief of prevention, uh, who's also our fire marshal for the city of Meridian. We have a division chief of logistics that manages the fleet and the facilities of uh, the Meridian Fire Department. And then we also have a division chief of training, uh, and, and that's interesting. Uh, the division chief of training um, is in, we have a new division chief of training in, in, in 2022 that came from uh, uh, Washington State, uh, but not new to the fire service, and has done some great things with the organization. And the, and the unique thing about training is you go through initial training, but training is something that happens throughout your entire fire service career. And so that's one of the things that our training division is focused on is providing training and opportunity for growth continually throughout uh, from the time you become the firefighter to the time you retire as the fire chief. So that's a really robust role. We also have a a division chief of EMS. And uh, again, considering early in our discussion, what other calls do we go on? Well, you know, 70 to 80% of our calls are EMS-based, and everybody has to maintain a level of certification of either being an EMT or a paramedic. And so every one of those people have to work through and with our EMS division to maintain that, as well as, you know, staying up to date on trends and, and what's new in, in EMS. And so that's that's sort of our, our structure that we have in our administration administrative division. And just below those, we have a, um, a few captains. We have a captain that's been approved for the logistics division, just considering how much work uh, and the volume of work um, at the tactical level that has to be accomplished um, through the, the uh, logistics division. We have that position that's been approved, as well as we have um, uh, two, and we have a temporary third uh, training captain. And, and again, we're, we're getting ready to onboard 30 firefighters into the organization, which is incredible. It's never been done in the city of Meridian, you know, growing by 40%. And so uh, those, every one of those people will be touched <laughs> by the training division uh, over the next year. It's quite a remarkable makeup and, and team that you have there. But one thing we haven't touched on really is, is you. You know, we, we hear a little bit about your background, the fire chief role. Yeah. You know, and, and I'd like you to talk a little bit about because I've been really impressed since, since you came here. You have brought some new ideas. You've brought new ways to look at how we were doing things, how things maybe could save us money by doing them ourselves compared to outsourcing and how it also – uh, and enable some of our firefighters uh, to take on new skills. Talk a little bit about your role and, and how you see it and maybe some of the things that you're trying to bring into the organization. Oh, boy. Here we go. In 30 seconds they or less. 30, <laughs> elevator speech here. Well, I, I appreciate that, that uh, very uh, complimentary commentary. Outside looking in, uh, the City of Meridian Fire Department is an incredible organization. It is well positioned to, to meet the needs of the community. And I think that looking at the fire department that the community needs and wants in the next 10 years, 
uh, it's really start, important to start planning for that now and, and certainly paying uh, tribute to where the fire department has come from, but also looking to who and where and what we want us to look like in the future is really important. And one of those, those first things that I came in and, and I've really had, had, had an eye to is becoming an accredited agency. And this is something that I know that we've had some discussions about, and and we're moving in that direction. And and what accredited means is means credible. And I think that that, for the benefit of the community, is that when when the fire chief goes and tells the elected officials of the community or the rural fire protection district commissioners or the mayor himself and says, hey, you know, we need X, Y, or Z, well, based on what? And I think that that's one of the things that I've tried to bring is credible information that can be valuable, that can be defensible to the constituents of the community so that they understand why we're doing what we're doing. And it's not just based on, uh, you know, opinion or a desire to grow the agency faster than it needs to grow, but based on credible data that's defensible. So that's one of the things that I, I really feel that I'm, that I'm trying to bring to the community and the fire department. But then also trying to look at how do we position the organization for the growth and, and again, I, I briefly touched on it and, and, you know, preserve the culture and the traditions that, that, are, that are ensconced in the, in the Meridian Fire Department. And I think that that's critically important. There was nothing wrong with Meridian Fire Department before I showed up. It's just how do we move the organization forward and continue to build on that foundation that was already established. And, and in doing that, we, we are embracing, you know, the technology, the advancements that are occurring uh, in, in technology, whether it's the station pre-alerting, something that the mayor and I have recently discussed, uh, you know, how do we get our, our, our first responders out the door quicker? Because if we're able to reduce um, our response times by 30 seconds, that's like bringing a fire station about a quarter of a mile closer to that emergency event. And so being able to do that with credible data affords the opportunity to sort of open the door and embrace some of these, these new technologies that are out there. You know, also uh, succession planning. I think that that's one of the, the, the roles that I have for this organization. And, and, you know, quite honestly, I want to be the last fire chief that the city of Meridian ever has to hire from outside the organization. I'd really like to grow a leadership team within the organization where the next fire chief is apparent, that, that this is the person that, that, that is going to move into this role and, and be very successful at it. And, and I think that, um, you know, we, we've got the structure that's going to ensure that that happens moving forward and into the future. Ultimately, I, I, I feel humbled that, that I have been given the privilege to serve the Meridian Fire Department the, the membership of that organization, as well as the community. And, and, and every day I wake up, I <laughs> just have to take my word for it. As I'm driving into work, I, I am, am just still uh, a little starstruck and in awe that I have been given this privilege to, to serve. And, and I, I take it very serious, and it is, is a profound and probably the greatest uh, privilege of my professional life. It's been a pleasure to uh, have you be part of the city uh, watch you lead the department, see some of the changes you've implemented. You say you, you, you bring a knowledge base, you know, even going out for grants, grants that help us train our firefighters to do something that then has a long-term savings for us by bringing things in-house. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that, that was just a great example. You've also, as you mentioned, technology. You looked at, you know, as, as we grow vertical, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you took a very leadership role for uh, the city, to be the first city in the state of Idaho. Yeah, that's to, correct. To do something, tell us yeah, about that. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was the firefighter air replenishment system or FARS, and we were able to work through our uh, city council, 
and through our fire marshal to adopt Appendix L. And what's what's really nice about that, I, I can't think of a better word than nice, is is that our this was a, a collaborative effort between our business community that saw the benefit to their residents and their business, uh, whether it was business owners or people that were going to be occupying the spaces that they were creating. And our elected officials saw the benefit, as well as our fire department saw the benefit of implementing a, a firefighter air replenishment system. And, and basically what that is, is uh, everybody's familiar that in high rises and, and in our apartments and, you know, some of these large commercial spaces, when we look up, we see sprinklers. Well, what FARS is, is it's, an, it's the next addition to that. What it does is it brings the second resource that we show up to a fire with. That's water. This one's air. And, and so the, the, the resource that we deplete most rapidly is air. Uh, and so putting FARS in our high-rises, in our apartments, in our large, um, um, large commercial structures is going to be a, a – a value-added benefit to the fire department as well as the people that occupy and, and live, work, and play in those in those buildings because it will allow our firefighters to move more effectively, efficiently, and safely uh, to manage uh, emergencies. Thank you for sharing that information. I yeah. think it's important for the community to know and understand how we're changing, how yes. the fire service is evolving, you know, how we're trying to utilize things to make it safer for the residents, safer for our firefighters, better for the overall community yeah so we're going to end with two quick questions okay is all this right a speed round this is the, the this is this is a little bit of the speed round okay but, but take your time everyone knows 911 911 an emergency what if it's not an emergency and someone just got a question that they think is more specific to the fire service Oh, yeah. So, yeah, plenty of calls that come in to 911 system that maybe necessarily aren't an emergency. And if you do have those questions um, and you have a question for your fire department, please call 208-888-1234. Wow. I think that's an easy enough number that I could remember it myself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, we have a wonderful staff, 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. And if they're not there, after hours, please leave a message. Somebody will get back to you, and, and we will have an expert answer your question. Perfect. We're growing as a department, and we have needs. Um, it's maybe a little too early for some people that want to – maybe they're in high school. What recommendation as a firefighter yourself would you give to somebody who wants to serve in the fire service? Maybe they're in high school. Maybe they're older. Yeah, that's, that's an excellent question. And, you know, um, I'll tell you the first thing. You have to have a servant's heart. You have to recognize that the fire service and public safety is about the privilege of getting to serve the community that you live, work, and play in. And, uh, you know, it really doesn't matter if, if you're in high school or you're not in high school. Maybe you're in college. Maybe you're thinking of the trades. The fire service is an opportunity and a privilege to get to serve a community. And uh, it doesn't really matter what the name on the back of the shirt is, what department. My recommendation would be to start getting experience now. If you're in high school or you want to look at the Renaissance program uh, where you can start to, uh, you know, dip your toe and see if it is for you. Um, it's not for everybody, but it's a wonder wonderful opportunity for people that, that, again, have a servant's heart and want to serve their community or a community. Um, Renaissance is a great one. I know that uh, CWI, um, all of the, the large universities and, and, well, CWI, for example, have a fire services program. And so I would encourage you to get involved in that. Again, take a class. 
see if it's for you. Um, if, if you want to do something before that, call, again, that number that I gave you, uh, 208-888-1234, and schedule a ride-along. You know, you need to be 18 years old at least, but schedule a ride-along. Ask questions of the crew. Show up to a fire station. The fire stations in the city of Meridian, they're, they're yours. They're a public building. Um, they're, they're city of Meridian property. Ring the doorbell. Knock on the door. Talk to a firefighter. Any You go to any fire station and somebody's going to be happy that you showed up and glad to answer questions. That's how it starts. You know, you can do some internet research. You can watch some YouTube videos. But ultimately, it comes down to a personal desire and then you, you just have to be committed. It is a tough nut to crack. Uh, it's very difficult and challenging to break into the fire service. Uh, you could ask anybody that. I think that they would tell you that. But once you've landed You've joined the greatest job in the world. I guarantee you, it's the greatest job in the world. Well, th- thank I you. hate saying that looking at the mayor. I'm envious of his job, but I think that he would agree it's a pretty good job. Well, and I think I've uh, outgrown my uh, legal <laughs> ability to join the fire service. Oh. So um, we'll let other people take on that calling. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, Chief Bloom, it's been a real pleasure. So I want to say thank you for giving us an overview of the Meridian Fire Department. And I also want to say thank you to the Meridian Library for the use of the Unbound Recording Studio here in downtown Meridian. Thank you to the listeners for tuning in. I'll catch you next time on My Meridian. 